I'm Liz Wessel, CEO and co-founder of Way Up. These are our mission and values. This is a podcast about remarkable startup cultures, the why behind their hard work and the internal compass that guides them. I'm your host, Brian Landers. The best company cultures never stop changing, so the details you're hearing today document just this moment in time. Today, I'm talking to Liz Wessel, the CEO and co-founder of Way Up. Welcome to the show, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. It is so great to have you. I'm so excited to chat. What is Way Up? Way Up is a marketplace for college students to get jobs and internships. So whether it be a barista position during the school year or an investment banking summer internship or even a full-time job when they're about to graduate. And to get some context on the size of your culture, about how many employees and locations do you have now? All of our full-time team members are based in our New York City office. We're 37 full-time team members today. We were two people a year and a half ago when we launched, so it's grown really quickly. And we are all based on 31st Street and 5th Avenue in Manhattan. But we also have 700 campus ambassadors throughout the country, so we consider them part of the team, but my headcount would severely increase if I included them every time. That's some amazing growth, too. I mean, talk about the rocket ship ride. It's been a lot of fun. Before we dive into your values, I'm really excited to hear more about your amazing mission at Way Up. So what is the purpose that you and your team work towards each day? We have a mission and we have a vision. So the mission of our company is simply to connect students with awesome opportunities. And that could mean everything from jobs that are going to make them a ton of money or jobs that are just going to gain them really good experience that they can put on their resume or that they can learn from. But our vision is to democratize hiring for both students and businesses. So that means whether you go to a school that maybe their career services can't afford a software that would be a job board, or maybe you're a small business who's competing for engineering talent against Google who has hundreds of millions of dollars of recruiting budget. We want to democratize hiring for everyone. That's a really worthy and exciting mission and vision. Thanks. It's really fun to work towards it, I will say. You just mentioned Google. You've previously held marketing roles there. Did anything you learned in your experience working at Google influence how you're designing the culture at WayUp? Yeah, absolutely. I would say two big things. So the first one is at Google, they have this rule where you focus on the user and all else will follow. So it's kind of this whole aspect of make sure that everything you do has the user in mind. And for us, the user is the student and the business. And so as long as you follow and focus on making the user happy, then your company will be fine. As long as your product actually is something people want, then you know, you'll make money somehow. So we've always kind of put that user mentality first. And then I would say the second aspect on a culture standpoint is at Google, they're obsessed with employee growth. Um, I felt as though I learned more in those two years than I would have learned in two years anywhere else other than my own company. And so I, I think at this company, hopefully everyone at WayUp would agree that we're all learning so much together, whether it be the 40-year-old who's been doing this for 20 years or whether it be the 21-year-old who just graduated from college everyone is in this together and everyone is learning so much and hopefully most of the knowledge that they're gaining will help this company in the long term and the short term. So as a result, I would say we're stealing a little bit of that like absolute obsession with employee growth and learning from Google and hopefully implementing it well here. Now your values, which we're going to hear next, the way they're worded evokes a sort of military mindset. (laughs) Yeah. And puts me in the mood to kind of go to battle and, you know, win. (laughs) What's the story behind the language choice there? And and how does that make the team feel about these values? 
Totally. So we, I think it all started like this whole aspect of we are in a war and like we need to win this war. And by the way, it's like a funny thing to think about because at the end of the day, we're just trying to get students jobs and we're trying to get employers amazing applicants. But, um, and it's weird to compare that to like a war, but <laughs> I think it's just that competitive spirit. Like JJ, my co-founder and I are two of the most competitive people you've ever met. And so at the end of the day, that's probably maybe a little bit of why the language which was there, but the story behind our values was interesting. I actually had been the proponent of creating values for the company from day one, and JJ really pushed back and said, I really think we need to wait until we have several employees and have really developed our own values by seeing what works and what doesn't work, because what we think might work or not work is going to be different. And so I listened to him, and he was totally right. And so about eight months into the company's growth, we were maybe 10 or so employees, and I remember there was a day when I was really getting frustrated with this one employee and I felt as though he wasn't necessarily acting in the company's best interest and when I said something to JJ we, we finally both looked at each other and said wow this is the perfect opportunity to create values that everyone who we hire and everyone who is hired has to kind of abide by and fit and so we went to a park in New York it was like a beautiful day exactly a year ago actually it was like on a Saturday and we spent hours at this park and we wrote down the few things about each employee at our company that we absolutely loved and we felt were like really what made them strong and then we looked at all of them and we kind of came up with the themes and it all came into seven values that we felt as though everyone really embodied or we wanted everyone to embody so those were our seven values that's incredible happy birthday values <laughs> so tell us about your first value so the first value is execute the battle plan so that means basically we're not a company of people who talk the talk. We are all about walking the walk and we're about great execution because we're just too small right now and we probably always will be too scrappy to be a company of people who just think and come up with great ideas. So it's all about execution. You've said in a few interviews that you sometimes sleep about three hours a night. You wrote an article for Forbes describing 100-hour work weeks for you and your co-founder, JJ. In that article, you did mention your team, quote, who, of course, do have lives outside of work, end quote. What are your expectations for employees and how do your own work habits affect them? Yeah, my expectations for every team member at Way Up is that they are thinking innovatively and creatively, which means that they're thinking in ways that other people outside of the company or even within the company wouldn't be thinking, and that they're really trying things out and taking risks. Like, no one has just come onto this team and fit a cookie cutter mold and then just said, go, go, go. Um, everyone has brought in some kind of special sauce, um, whether they've figured it out after being hired or before being hired. And so I really expect that everyone continues to innovate and be creative and then execute on those innovations or on those ideas. And also, by the way, like understanding when they're right and when they're wrong um, and moving on when you're wrong, because you don't want to just fall too deep into a hole if you're if you're not working on something that matters to the company. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's kind of the team member expectations. And then in terms of how kind of my lifestyle and JD's lifestyle affects the team, I think, listen, at the end of the day, if you want to kind of slack and work nine to five, um, not that those two things are hand in hand, but if you want to slack off or if you want to work nine to five, like way up is not going to be the place for you. If you're okay with on the weeks when it really matters, putting in that extra oomph, like that extra, you know, that extra energy, then 
you're gonna do really well here. Um, every single person at this company has had to put in that crazy day or crazy night more than once because we're all so passionate about the company's growth and we know that if we don't do it, no one will. And we're in this you know, to win. That's the perfect segue to your second value. Can you tell us what that one is? Yeah, so the second value is fight with the strength of a platoon. So this one was basically meant to display that every single person should fight as if there or should work or should, you know, put in the amount of energy that at any other company, 10 people would need to put in. Something like, you know, come up with just as many ideas or uh, be able to execute on, this is a very literal example, but like come up with a booth for a conference if we're at a trade show and we might only spend $2,000 on that conference trade show. Actually, that is what we typically spend and we only send three people and other companies might have 10 people and might have like the most bright lights, incredible booth and ours might be like a pop-up booth but at the end of the day, we're going to outdo everyone, you know, outwork everyone on the energy, the enthusiasm, the relationships we build and it's all about what our booth says and what we show at our booth and maybe we don't have the flashy lights but at least we, you know, bring the spirit that our company embodies. So, that's kind of what that value means. I love that. And yeah, speaking of the spirit of the team, do you think that the college spirit that's so clearly part of your culture, I watched the office tour you shared on YouTube where it shows <laughs> rooms at your headquarters decorated as a library, one as a frat room with a gravity defying beer pong table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think that part of your culture will remain as you, JJ, and the company continue to grow and mature? Um, I hope so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I've seen companies much bigger than us have that same kind of energy and excitement and enthusiasm. So I really do hope so. Let's hear about your third value. Our third value is fight for our users. So our users are our students, our users are the employers who post with us, but basically we will do whatever we can to have their back and to make sure that they're successful especially our students, just because at the end of the day, we've seen firsthand that businesses can try to, and not all, this is a, you know, a bad generalization, but some businesses will try to take advantage of students and mm -hmm. we are going to have our users back. We've seen businesses try to scam students, whatever it might be. And, and luckily not on our platform because we have so much curation on our platform, but if we see that on another website, like we will do everything we can, put extra resources on it to make sure that our users are being protected and are having a great experience on Layup. That's awesome. On your website page that's for employers, it mentions the Wayup student base is comprised of 73% underrepresented minorities. Yeah. First of all, that's really cool. Yeah. How do you think about diversity internally within the team? We think about it in a few ways. So there's like the obvious kind of very, very, very high level uh, ethnic diversity, gender diversity, etc. So there's, you know, are they African American, female, etc. But honestly, that's a little less of a focus. And what we actually think about a lot is um, making sure that we have kind of financial backgrounds that are different, that we have academic backgrounds that are different. If every single employee at Way Up went to Harvard, then we're not going to really understand what the average student in this country needs for the job search. Mm -hmm. And if every single student at WayUp depended on all of their work experience in college being experience that would make them a ton of money and they never really cared about their resume, then we would never really understand 
how to help those kinds of students. So we try to have our employee base be as similar and representative to students in this country as possible, whether it be that we have parents at our company, whether it be that we have employees who are still paying back student loans 10 years later, et cetera. So, you know, for us, it's all about trying to represent um, our user base. I will say we still have a long way to go. I know our gender split is pretty even. Our socioeconomic split is pretty even. We do have some ways to go with ethnic minorities, but, you know, we're definitely trying our best. And you mentioned you have some parents there. And parents are, of course, something we all as humans share. So tell us about your fourth related value. Our fourth value is to make your parents proud of who you are as a person. And the reason that this one was so important was because I remember one employee on their first week I found out that they were gossiping about another person. And this was actually during the week that we were creating the way it values. And I was so like hurt by it. And I think the reason I was hurt was just because I felt like they were not being a good person. And I wanted to be able to say that everyone at our company could be comfortable working at our company, um, never being kind of like intimidated by another employee, but that everyone also was a good person. And so we tried to think about how we could encapsulate that. And what we kept coming back to was, wow, well that employee's parents would be so upset and so disappointed if they found out. And so we ended up just saying, okay, well, every single employee has to make sure that their parents are going to be proud of who they are as a person, both with what they're doing at WayUp, meaning what they're doing at our company is always morally and ethically correct, but also how they behave day to day with our customers, with our users, and even with one another. It's been noted that millennials want to do work that makes a difference in the world, as well as in their own life. You said in an article on Huffington Post about corporate social responsibility, quote, However, I do not mean the company that for one day of the year sends all their employees out to shovel dirt at a local school. We see right through the bullshit, end quote. Exactly. So how does each person on the team at Way Up make a difference? I would say, you know, everything from, first of all, in what we do every day, our company's mission in and of itself is to make a difference in this world and help democratize the opportunities for businesses and for students. So I would say just in what they do, even beyond that, like pretty much every single person in this company has some kind of amazing thing that they do on the side, whether it be Nikki, our first hire who volunteers for CASA. And she has like, she literally represents in court systems, financially underprivileged young women and, you know, who are six years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, who just unfortunately were put in a situation from the start that was hard to win. And she is just one example of everyone at our company who does just incredible things. I'm like so inspired by everyone who works here. And, you know, we try to do whatever we can to help make sure that they're able to give back to the community beyond just working at Way Up. Yeah, that's incredible. Tell us about your fifth value. Yeah, absolutely. So our fifth value is to be a master at your craft, but know that you're not the master. And we put all caps on the word the. Mm -hmm. This is most people's favorite value. And what this means to me is that everyone should be incredible at what they do, um, or at least they should strive to be incredible at what they do. And hopefully they're even the best at what they do at this company. However, you should always realize that you're not the best at what you do in the world. No one at our company is like the absolute master of what they do 
in the entire world. I mean, just as one example, Nina, who runs our communications and PR efforts, she is so great at what she does at this company. She is definitely the best at this company, but not by far the expert in PR in this entire world. And so as a result, we have this culture of cold emailing where everyone here is constantly encouraged to cold email and cold outreach to people who they think are masters of their craft and meet up with them and learn from them and really grow and try to become even better at what they do. So, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of sending cold emails, which is a pretty cool thing to encourage your teammates to, you know, be brave and reach out to people they admire. Can you tell me a story about one time a teammate sent a cold email and where something cool resulted? Ooh, there's so many examples. One example could be like Brooke Weinstein, who runs our SMB team, um, our inside sales team, and she cold emailed Wiley Cirilli, who A, is just a phenomenal entrepreneur and CEO in New York, but B, he also is one of the leaders of this incredible organization that does a special type of summer camp for, I believe it's kids who have lost a parent, but I think that there are other types of kids who are also involved, and Brooke heard about it and really wanted to get involved. It really just like hit home for her, and so she cold emailed him, reached out to him. I think they got to talking about other things than just the camp. She also got to talking to him about sales, etc., leadership, um, because again, he is known as an amazing leader, but she also ended up walking away saying, okay, I'm actually going to volunteer at his camp and take my own vacation time this summer to go and volunteer at his camp. So she's doing that this summer and I'm really excited for her. Yeah, that's a great outcome. And I can imagine speaking with, with people you admire and who you respect would lead to great insights and knowledge. So that leads nicely into your sixth value. Can you tell us about that one? Yeah, our sixth value is to seek and accept weapons you've never used. So that is, when I say weapons, um, we definitely don't mean guns. <laughs> we think more about, you know, this kind of goes in line with the previous um, be a master at your craft, but no, you're not the master value. And what it means to us is basically if there are tools that you can use that will help you be better at your job, even if you've never used those tools before, you should learn them. So one guy at our company named Alex, he manages all Facebook. Facebook ads and digital ads for us. And when he joined our company, he was joining with plenty of years of experience running digital media campaigns, but he was never actually creating the ads that he was running. He was always just managing the spend and budget, etc. But when he came to us, we said, oh, no, 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 you're going to also be a designer and create all the ads. We don't have the budget or, you know, uh, manpower necessarily to create all of the ads and have you just run it. So all of a sudden he downloaded Photoshop, started learning it, and now he's becoming a pro in Photoshop and is probably one of the best of the company. And so I think that's just one simple example of someone who has, you know, looked at for weapons that they've never used and really used it to arm themselves to be successful. Speaking of, you know, secret weapons that I'm sure WayUp possesses, what are some things you've learned helping students find jobs and, and helping employers hire that have changed your hiring process at WayUp? Oh, you ask great questions. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I would say, oh, there's a lot. Well, number one is I think you can learn a lot about someone in the questions that you ask on the actual application. If someone is going to apply to your job, but they didn't want to take the time to actually fill out all the questions and answers uh, to your application, then they probably don't care enough about it. So just like literally asking questions, we see on way up jobs alone that businesses who ask questions to the applicants before they apply get much higher quality 
quality people than the people who just have like a one click apply. So number one is to do that. Number two is to try to remove as many of like the requirements as possible and put them more under preferred qualifications because so often you don't really know what you actually need. Mm. If the person who ends up getting the job doesn't have one of their requirements, but you ended up finding them anyway, just think about all the people who would have applied but didn't because they got scared off by the, your requirements section. So I would say that's like another big one, but the list goes on. <laughs> yeah, this is your business, so I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear about your final and seventh value. The seventh way of value is to win the war and not just the battle. So what we mean by that is pretty much we are in this for the long run. We are in this to become a billion dollar company, to help get every single student hired, to help get every single business in this country, some interns or new grads or whatever it might be, part-time workers. And there are a lot of things we could do every day to just quickly boost revenue or to, I don't know, to get one business their perfect applicant, but it might hurt another business. But I hope every single person my company every day thinks about the long-term implications behind what they do and you know really I think a lot of the previous values we've talked about on this podcast actually fall in line with this where you need to make sure that you're doing what's in the company's best long-term interest and not just the short-term interest and if you're making a decision where it you might impact positively on the revenue today but it's going to hurt the company in the long run or even leave the slightest bit of opportunity for the company to be hurt whether it be something that was ethically wrong or whether it be something that just is not in the employer or the customer or the user's best interest, then it's just not the right thing for you to do. Here's a bit of a sneaky question because it's, it's one you guys ask in job interviews. Can you tell me about a time you've experienced failure in the workplace at Way Up and how did you and the team respond to that? Oh, at Way Up, it happens all the time. I mean, we're a startup, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Even with like this is a silly example, but even with people who I have rejected from one job offer and then ended up hiring them two months later only to realize that they would have been perfect and we made a mistake by rejecting them in the first place. And that just goes so in line with why whenever any of my friends say like, oh, I didn't get the job, I'm always like, it doesn't matter, apply again, apply again, um, until you annoy them almost. So I, I think that there's a lot, I could go on and on. I think my biggest failure in general in a workplace and it wasn't that way up, and my biggest I mean like the most publicly shameful one mm -hmm. was when I was working at Google in India I actually ran the equivalent of Cyber Monday like it was actually a corporate run thing and it was supposed to go at midnight and like the entire country everyone who's online goes on at midnight and looks for these Cyber Monday deals and they all go to this one website and at midnight the website broke oh. <laughs> everyone literally like tens of millions of people came and it was just like a a hello world page which is so bad and so that was a horrible instance and I remember my manager Sandeep Manan who now is one of the senior directors at Google in the US I remember what he said to me he like looked at me and he basically said you know I really don't care what happened to get us here what I care about now is how you handle the situation and that's what is going to show me whether you're a great leader or not and so I just remember thinking okay stop like thinking about what happened I'll figure that out later and do a postmortem later right now I need to get this up and running and that was all I thought about and all I did for the next 10 hours until we got it up and running so that's quite the lesson to learn the hard way exactly what's a metric you track internally that affects team morale and can you describe you know a recent win and how you reacted as a team 
I mean, I think it's an easy one, but probably the number of applications and the number of new companies we're bringing on. I know those are two separate, but they're very much tied together because so we have supply and demand and our demand is our students and our supply is our jobs and you can only have more applications, more transactions happening if you have more jobs, more supply. Of course, more demand as well, but we tend to be more supply constrained because so many students sign up for way up. So I would say actually by far and away, like last month, March 2016 was our best month to date from a number of companies signing up, the number of listings posted, and as a result, the number of applications, which by the way, also translates into revenue, which is great. But this was more around, you know, the actual number of applications being submitted. And it was so incredibly high and it was so exciting. And the whole team was beyond thrilled. I mean, everyone at the company was celebrating and exciting at our team meeting when we announced it, we all were cheering. And then the next day was just like every other day because it was back to work and it was April 1st and beyond being April Fool's Day, it was the first of the month and now we had to have another kick-ass month where we would do even better. So that's very much our mentality. It's like, that's amazing. Let's celebrate for five minutes and now let's move on and do even better. Yep, because you got to win the war, not just the battle. Exactly. You got it. It's been thrilling to hear more about your culture. Thank you so much, Liz. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. For anyone who wants to join you in your mission, whether that's as a new teammate at WayUp, as a student who wants to find the perfect job, or as an employer who needs to hire someone today, where can they go to learn more? Absolutely. So they can go to wayup.com if they're a student or an employer, and employers can just click the employer button on the top right. But if you are someone who wants to maybe join our team, we would love to have you. So go to wayup.com slash join us, J-O-I-N-U-S. Or you can tweet at us at WayUp follow us on Facebook and all those social networks too. So we'd love to hear from you and hopefully would love to get your jobs posted or if you're a student, would love to help you get hired. Thanks so much for your time today, Liz. Thank you so much. It was great to meet you. You can find show notes and sign up for the email list on missionandvalues.co to get exclusive clips and news. The theme song is by Shane Ensley. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with someone who might dig it. And come and say hi on Twitter. I'm at Brian Landers. That's Brian with a Y. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned for next time on Mission and Values.